Yeah, like you, the fact that you want to destroy a whole society and you haven't even watched all their porn yet is like, come on, man. You know, what's what, is, what could neck? possibly be the one porn that turns it around where he's like, oh shit, what's that movie where like it's like the Citizen Kane of porn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's <laughs> no. Um, what, the, what's the one? What's where at the end the guy goes. Anal. There's a. <laughs> what does he mean? What does he mean by anal? Rosebud. Is that a code word for a butthole? Yes, yes. it is yes. actually. <laughs> um, no, but there's a movie where like. Lorio. Oh God! There, I know. I'm thinking of a real thing, where the the villain suddenly like sees it's like the Grinch or something like that, like where like all the plans were to destroy the world, but then he sees like the love of a little kid and his well, mom. Like, that's kind of like the fifth element where they're like, Oh, I get Time, it. Yes. Oh, you got into yeah. L. It's, yeah, it's a good, it's a good letter. It's a good, it has love. Yeah, yeah. And then, which is like the dopest line to get a chick to bang you. <laughs> Billy, like he literally, Billy Corbin, was it Billy Corbin? Is that his name? In the, that's the character's name? Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. Dallas. Uh, so, Corbin. so Corbin Dallas literally throws the I love you card to get laid. Like that's like the epitome the of. The world like, is ending. It's like he needs to say something. Every, imagine if he was uh, like the commitment phobe. <clears throat> he was like, Tell me you, you love me and the whole world will be saved. I mean, <laughs> I like you. <laughs> I, I love you things as a about you. I love yeah. things about you. I love that about you. <laughs> what are you like? Have you got into the L? Uh, have you got into L? There's a lot of good words in there, like a uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a, lo- a lot, Lo yeah, like a lots of a whole, likes, a lot of like. <sighs> Hello. 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 What's up, bro? Hey, it's the What's Up, Bro podcast. We talk movies, sports, TV shows, pop culture, and it's funny, motherfuckers. With Nary Signs. I'm like, what? How can this? <laughs> they have Photoshop. Photoshop exists when this artist rendition was done. How the fuck is this not cooler looking than a sketch that looks like it was done by a hillbilly off the side of the road? What the fuck are we talking? Why is this a thing? Welcome to the party, pal. Steph, Ani Mayor Senior. Yeah, I don't what have to look cute for you. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah! And Mike Markadoff. I'm just glad I like vanilla boring sex like this. I like that. I'm glad that the sex I enjoy doesn't get me, won't get me killed. That's how winning is done. Hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, and this is What's Up, Bro. Right, and uh, we're recording and we're live. Welcome to the What's Up Bro podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, it has I, been a minute. It has been a minute. I am Nary Science. With me, as usual, is Mike Throat Punch Mercadal. What's up, bro? Uh, throat Punch. I think I think uh, that's going to be it forever now, right? 
<laughs> throw punch. That's it was either that or donkey punch. And I was like, you know what? I think no. throat is more respectable. I, yeah. Also, throat punch. It just reminds me of the scene in the Matrix where he goes to punch him, but he misses. But then he goes go like like he goes like he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In that. the throat, and then he and goes. Then, <laughs> yeah, it's that extra little fingers. Like oh, wow, it's exactly. such a, like an obvious over <laughs> overacted moment of martial arts, uh, like. Fuckery of like yeah. martial arts. Oh, movies. this hurts. Like that does not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh man. Uh, tune into Kick Flicks for more takes on uh, martial arts uh, movie fuckery. Martial arts movie fuckery. Uh, that should be a good segment. What's the martial art movie fuckery of this movie? Um, like the one True. time where you go, this is out of it. I can't. This is so much bullshit. Uh, I'm out. Um. What was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, last wow. time we did an episode. Last time I did an episode was me and uh, and Missy. Missy came back for an episode. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, so and yeah, Stephanie is uh, uh, MIA. I guess uh, we don't know where Stephanie is. So I let's hope. play. She's okay. Let's play. Where is Stephanie? Yes. Um. To our new listeners, this is what we do when one of our hosts, uh, when somebody's missing, the remaining hosts uh, play what we think, uh, it, what we think they are. Yeah. What could what could they possibly be doing that is giving them a cause to not be here in the most important thing that they have scheduled for the week, at least? Of course. At least. Well, well, I, I would say month, but sure. Let's let's. I mean, sure. Uh, I I don't know. Realistically. Um, she's uh, involved in some Australian crime syndicate, and I think that um, be, it's she's in Jackie Chan's first strike territory, where there's there's some uh, some something going down in in the uh, oh fuck, I'm trying to bridge kick flicks and this movie, this ch- and Wubro, but I guess not. No, um, she's, got, she's fighting. She's she's fighting a uh, uh, gang gangland triad crime in the uh, for the Australians. I got to be honest with you. I think that she well, the reason she's not available right now is because she landed a gig as an investigative reporter uh, doing the and reporting on the 2022 Kumite. Which oh, is obviously yes. taking place in uh, Brisbane, Australia, and they have a local correspondent correspondent on there. The difficult part is to get somebody to talk about the secret tournament because nobody's willing to talk about the secret tournament. Is it? She's. Is it? Is it taking place in Brisbane this year? Yes, Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Some people pronounce it Brisbane, but those people are idiots. What? What could? So, like, if learn to speak English. Yeah, is what I would say to those people. No, yeah. yeah, learn to speak Australian English specifically. Um, she's she's probably, but she we, would. That did would she make, get a new job or something? She did. She's photographing the Kumite. That's right. So I think <laughs> I think uh, wait, I can't wait for those. I, I, I can wait for the continued. I can't wait for the images of the 2020 Kumite with her little watermark at the bottom. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's a comedian. Speaking of watermarks, there's a comedian that uh, I, I knew from around up here. His name is Dan Perlman. He has a show on Showtime now called Flatbush Misdemeanors. And he had a stand-up jo- a joke that was rattling around in my brain because he just posted it, where he he was like had a conversation with a with an ex of his 
where she's like, hey, do you still have that picture of my butt? The picture, that sexy picture of my butt? Right. is like, uh, yeah, of course. Of course yeah, I still right. have that. Of course. Yeah, that. Nobody ever deletes that. Oh, yeah. Why would you ever do that? Of course. And ladies, ladies, just for FYI, heads up. Uh, we don't ever delete that. Anyway. We may never show it to anybody ever oh, no, again. No, 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 absolutely. There's absolute. I am the, a. The respect I, is held. I, I legitimately, and I, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I'm, I'm being as honest as possible. I've never been that guy that likes sharing. That's so weird to me. My, my girlfriend, whether or not she's my girlfriend now or she was, I don't like that sharing aspect. And I've never been that guy. It's like, look at the picture that this woman sent. Like, I've even pre me too, and even pre like, I just never felt comfortable. Sharing those kinds of like, even if I wasn't in it, I know a lot of guys are like, I'll show you the ones, but I'm not gonna show you the one with my dick in it. And I'm like, what? I'm not. I don't want to see any of that, dude. Like, just I would, I would only show the ones with my dick in it. <laughs> I, would, I would be like, oh, is this what you wanted? Is uh, this what you wanted? I always, I was always okay with you telling me, like, oh yeah, me and my girl made a video. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And that's where, like, all right. the information I need. Like, I don't need the cliff notes of the sexual yeah, yeah, activities, yeah, yeah. and we're fine. But so the joke goes is like, he's like, Yeah, of course, we still have it. And then she's like, Can you send it to me? And then it, implying that she lost it, that she doesn't have that picture right. anymore, but she's going to send it to another guy. Right, right. So it's like, But this is, that was for me. This is a so, gift. But here's the thing, though. Here's what I would say to that. Uh, I think it's funny because it's her ass. She could just take another picture. Another this, is pic- like, well, this, is like, yeah. this is like OJ Simpson getting in trouble for beating up the guy who stole autographed footballs from him by him. Yes. And it's like, why don't you just go to a fucking sports authority and buy some footballs and sign them again? Like they're yeah. your fucking signature. You just do whatever the fuck you need to do. So that would imply to me, if you're not willing to do that, that you're you're no longer happy with the ass that you carry. Yeah, you you want to catfish this new guy, poor guy. That wasn't that wasn't the way the bit went. The way the bit went, he's like, I can't withhold this from her. You know, like it's her butt. But it's also like you're gonna re-gift yeah. something you gifted to me. And my, he's angle, like, my angle would have been if not the OJ Simpson angle, I would have gone with here's the problem. I would love to, but I promised the person who sent it to me that I would never send it to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. you can see where yeah. my conundrum comes in. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's a great he goes is like after some hesitation, you can see like the crowd trying to figure out where he's going with it. And he's like, so I just put a watermark on it with my name and then sent it back to her. <laughs> So now That's it's like when like they send out scripts to Marvel movies that have the yeah. name blasted on the front. So yeah, they yeah, yeah. It. Which, by the way, that was a really cool moment for me. Something that I wish I, I would have. I, I know I, I never would have done it, but right. it was really cool when I did that thing, that project with Will Smith last year. And I was given copies of the chapter of his book to read. It had my name on the watermark. Yeah, and I was like, "This is the coolest fuck." It's like a real thing, man. It's like it's like this is the shit that you see. Like I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's it was one of those things. And I wanted to take a picture just from literally. And I know this is gonna sound very much like the guy who's fucking asking for sexy pictures. No, no, it's just for me. It's just for me. (laughs) I'm not gonna show anybody. But I really wanted to take a picture just for me because I would never have posted that. 
Um, but I really was like, fuck, man. It's, it's like my first, you know what I mean? It's like your first time dealing. It was my first time dealing with any kind of like Hollywood elite type of like, any kind of fuck Hollywood elite. elite. When you think about it, like fuck, so- fuck Hollywood elite, I, that was my first time dealing with any kind of Hollywood anything. Like I, I had not been in a fucking B movie, much less hanging around yeah. a fucking world's biggest movie star. And so that was, that was a cool no, moment. That's that very had. funny. Yeah. It's only in my memory. It's only like I can never. Yes, that's true. I have zero pictures with Will Smith. Like if it wasn't for the fact that he released that YouTube video, YouTube uh, series that I didn't know he was filming at that time. Had he not released that, I would never have been able to tell. I, I mean, I was on the contract anyways, but, but even if I told people. You signed an NDA? Yeah, I signed an NDA. But even like before he, because he put out the, once he put it out, I'm like, I could talk about it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even before that, like, I remember thinking my wife and I told uh, the management, they were like, you're going to sign an NDA. You can't tell anybody. And I flat out said, I'm telling my wife. I, I don't. Hide, and I said it the way I said it. I said, I don't hide anything from my wife. I'm just letting you know that there's nothing I hide from my wife. And she's like, that's fine. I just don't want you to. We, we're just talking about more about social media and talking right. about the projects in specific, whatever. And I'm like, eh, whatever, fine. Knowing what we know now about Will Smith and wives, <laughs> that must have been. I think that was a good bet on me, on my part. I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't have anything from his wife. Will can't. <laughs> yeah. he's, uh... he's not allowed to. He's, he's not allowed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, you know, say what I, I messaged them, uh, his, uh, his, his manager, uh, I don't know if his manager, the, the CEO of, her, of his company. Sure. And she was my contact person for the whole thing. And I contacted her a few weeks ago, you know, and, uh, and it was like, you know, a private message, you know, I was like, Hey, can you just relay blah, a message blah, blah, to yeah. Will, blah, 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 whatever. And she replied within like a fucking 60 seconds. She was replying saying, Hey, how have you been? Thank you so much for reaching out. Blah, blah, blah. I would absolutely relay the message that you want me to say to Will. And she was like, just letting you know, you know, if you ever need anything from us, you know, please don't hesitate to like like legit within 60 fucking. Why seconds. are we why didn't you like, hey, can within we can we make seconds. a podcast a part of this podcast part of the Will Smith podcast network or whatever? Well, I also what I immediately did was like, Oh, I'm headlining the Miami Improv July 7th if you guys are gonna be in Miami, just uh, let me know. And I said, uh, I, I I joked around. I said I could put you guys on the list. And I said, No, I'm kidding. You guys are you have to buy tickets, but you get what I'm saying. And you take yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> Power, but yeah, they're yeah. twenty dollars. They're twenty dollars tickets. I'm not fucking. I'm not paying that for some money. You know, you got to go pay it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, like again, still to this day, the nicest people in general, not just him, but like all his whole team was so nice and respectful. It was like the you know. the that like that's one of the things that makes me kind of sad about the whole Will Smith thing is that he seems like such a like. A decent enough dude with like maybe weird people around him that are like like fake nice like like no cult, he has cult, a really like good, cult nice oh no, no he has a really good like down to his brother's part of his entourage like he has a really cool down to earth group that he himself in his book mentions that they talk about they they refer to themselves as lifers like these are like these are not people who are just here one day and gone the next type of deal like there are lifelong part of his crew and everybody does a job like there's it's not you're not just like a professional hang around guy like you are doing something legitimate you know right. what I mean? um so like he, he, he you're on the payroll but it's not like mc hammer where he's like uh, i just had, i need a guy to stand over there 
It's like, no, they've got, like literally that that was the thing, by the way. That was a real thing by MC Hammer. Like he had just people like, oh, I need you to just stand on the stage or stand on the side. Like, you know what I mean? So like he would just hire people just because he wanted to pay his friends that he came up with in the hood. And he was like, I don't, you know, you don't really have a job title. You don't have no fucking. That's always that's that is another thing that I think about. Like, let's say, God, I, I wonder what like, let's say you get an offer for like a sitcom deal. Right. Like if you like, I'd understand if you don't call me. But if you don't call me, I will be very like, huh? <laughs> but like, again, but you have an actual talent. You know what I mean? Like I would legitimately. So oh, like I, 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 so in, you know, in my fantasies, I've thought about like, oh, if I get a show, like I've already like, I had an opportunity, to, you know, to uh, to do a, a roast battle. I immediately called fucking Watkins. I was like, he's one of the funniest writers I know. Like I need somebody who could yeah. punch up a fucking a, a joke. And I've never done roast battling before, so I immediately called Watkins. It's like, hey, can you help me out with it? Like I, I will. Because again, that's not the same thing as saying like, hey, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna pay my friend from childhood, my childhood friend from the neighborhood that has zero talents to hold my jacket. To hold my jacket, and you're gonna get paid, you know, ten thousand dollars a week. Like that. That's like that's what MC Hammer was doing, and he was doing it with literally like 150, 200 people at a time. Like, uh, what the fuck, dude? That's crazy amount of money. Um, but damn. So, yeah, so if I got a show, yeah, I would call, you know, my friend, my comedian friends, because they actually have talent. Like, I, that's that's not the same thing. Missy, I just got booked for something. Or let me rephrase it. I just got put through on the next level of auditions for a show. And I this happened, like, on I, – I submitted some audition tapes the day on Sunday, hmm. right? Or sat, first Friday, then Sunday. And then Monday, I'm texting more information, you know, via text. And then I got – they're like, oh – we, you got put through to the next level, to the next round. Perfect, mm. right? And this is all happening in the waiting room to me getting a vasectomy. <laughs> and, be, and because Missy was my ride, because my wife works was working, at, you know, she has a job. Missy was my ride. So I'm like, oh, shit, I just got, I just got, uh, they just told me that I got put through to the next uh, round of auditions. And then she was like, oh, that's great. And then she literally said, how, how long before you forget about the little people and i was like i don't even know who you are right now so i'm trying i was like this is already the weirdest uber ride i've ever had so this (laughs) is a situation (laughs) so i was saying that to her whatever um but again like like if you have a talent i i i have no you know what i mean like i absolutely right right right. with my talent but it's like uh you know i wonder like also sitcom is not the end all be all like for sure like if you if I got a sitcom, I gotta wait for it to be in its fifth year so I could get residuals for its. By the way, that's industry talk. That's the, that's the actual numbers. Like a hundred episodes, typically five seasons right. before it goes into um, syndication. Syndication, and that's where you make your money is in the fucking syndication money. Realistically, that's changed a lot now, so that the streaming services don't. Work yeah, and it's also that? this is also contingent. My with my earlier statement or my recent statement is contingent based upon regular network. Not yeah, this is not Netflix. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, That's you can't trust that Netflix money. More and yeah. more, I'm thinking Netflix is not honest about how much how they handle their money. <laughs> with like, man, if did you hear you heard that Netflix wants to drop? I, we're gonna come back to you getting a vasectomy. Don't worry about that we will absolutely come back around to that uh but if if netflix starts having ads would you still have it 
Uh, well, seeing as I piggyback off of your Netflix account, yeah, sure. As long as you have it, I buddy, think I, I got w- news for you. <laughs> surprise, surprise. We both of us will not have Netflix anymore. <laughs> uh, I I only pay. Uh, I do pay a Netflix subscription, but apparently, you know, because of cer- certain amount of devices. So my Netflix subscription, unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize this until like after more than a year of having it was to pay for not only my TV at home, mm. but the TV, in my living room, and then my in-laws TV in North Carolina. Because they're using your account. Right. right. Again, unbeknownst to me, but I was like, oh, that's why I had to go and get another account. Cause I didn't know that I was paying that. All these years, yeah, I thought that my and, and to all fairness, we all thought, including my father-in-law, thought that he was the one paying it because it was on his TV, and we thought we were using his account. And it turns out, no, nope, Nary's credit card is the one I was being charged this whole time. Like, That's oh, a smooth oh. move, there, father-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what? what? What do you mean? What? Oh, I thought it had been coming out of. Yeah. and because oh, it, are you Nary sign? I thought yeah. that was. Oh, I'm sorry. And because it was three years after we found out, because we found out three years after the fact, <laughs> at no point can I ever be like, "Fuck him! I'm not paying for his shit." Like I can't say that. Right, that can't right. me. Because I'm like, no, I thought he was paying for my shit. I'm not going to pay for his shit. Like, I was like, oh, okay. The best shit I ever heard about that was someone put, someone created a profile on someone's Amazon Prime video or something where it said, where it was settings. They changed the name to settings and oh, created an additional profile. And it just said settings. So that was the one they would use for themselves. And who's going to click on that, yeah. you know, settings profile or whatever? No one. Right. That's right. And I was like, oh, what a stealth, you know. I've been well, using you know, my ex girlfriend. Yeah, you, you, hear, three years. you hear stories of like people using their ex's shit. Like he still uses my Netflix. I was like, what? Why don't you just stop that? I don't understand. I remember. I was, if it bothered you, would you, would you care about your ex using your Netflix? If it bothered you, like, would it bother you? Let me phrase that. Would it bother you? It depends on the ex, but I would I say that care. not really. I, I don't I, really I care. Only, to me, it would only depend on if it's in. If it's stopping me from watching it, like if it goes, hey, you've been kicked out. There's too many accounts. I'm like, well, now you got to go because now I can't watch it. But if it's like, you know, because I have kids and multiple devices. But if it's It's like when I got booted out of the Apple family (laughs) for my daughter, I I got booted out of the 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 plethora of of a library that you guys have. You know, I got kicked. Do you know what plethora? No, means? What, I, would, oh. I would hate for you to be using plethora and then not know what plethora means. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kiss her. You, would you like to kiss me in the veranda? Lips are fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see that movie. Fucking right. so good. You know, che, you know, che, uh, Chevy wrote that line himself. I he, will. He there was he so much that living. He tied that up. No, he said that he tied that up. Like, they, you know, uh, Lauren Michaels, they were, you know, they all helped write it, but Lauren Michaels, and he's like, but he he said that he was in an interview, he said that he was really proud of that line. He was like, kiss me in the veranda. He was like, lips are fine. <laughs> I I would love to. Oh, are you watching Only Murders in the Building? I, I watched season one recently. Like I just watched season one, maybe like three, like three months before season two came out. And it's so funny because I'm like, all right, season two is already coming out. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Sometime. Give it a it's, minute. 
Give it, give it a minute. I just watched season one. You and your I, binge binging. I need to practices. forget what happened in season one before going back to watch season two. I mean, <laughs> but I will say it does give you a little bit of Three Amigos vibes with seeing Martin Short and Steve Martin again, like just yeah. riffing, like not riffing, but like just like powerhouse comedic acting against each other. Like how much solid. of an asshole is fucking Chevy Chase that that he he's. He a legendary to, asshole. No, like, but like even with those two guys who he's famously made fucking movies like a killer movies with, and you know what I mean? Like that's it's different when you know what I mean. Like, if somebody tells me Steven Seagal's an asshole, everybody believes it. Yeah. But there's not a movie that Steve, there's not like a series of movies that Steven Seagal has famously you know what I mean? There's no like well, Steven Seagal was part of the three amigos. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's just, <laughs> just a legendary iconic fucking trio <laughs> like the goal was fundamental to the three amigos <laughs> Dude, Dude, there would oh be no three God. amigos without can we, just, the goal. can we just can we just somebody i need a, i need somebody to fucking steal this idea please <laughs> make a fucking short of the three amigos but done with van damme Steven Seagal and oh, oh. fucking uh and Ivan Drago himself and then make them the three amigos. Oh like, man. Didn't they make be... the expendable that was called the expendables? No, but I got that... how how big of an asshole was Steven Seagal that he was not invited to make like there were 77 legendary <laughs> There were 77 people in fucking all the expendable movies. Now and yet he was still not called. And they now I see... Eric Roberts before they call <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see a Roberts movie. Was in best of the best. That's how he fucking. That's the only action movie that guy's ever done. And they go, yeah, like we gotta, we gotta yeah, put Eric Roberts in this. <laughs> <laughs> Who turned it down so that Eric Roberts could be in this movie? <laughs> We gotta, we got, you know what it is? Like Stallone wrote the part for a fucking martial artist with a ponytail, <laughs> and it was like, oh, you mean uh, this is this is for uh, this is. For- it would be great if like not once did Steven Seagal's yeah, martial artist with a ponytail, yeah, Eric Roberts in best yeah, of the best. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, it's uh, it's clearly for Steven Seagal. Like, no, that's Eric Roberts. What? What? What are you? What are you talking what, about? What's? <laughs> Steven Seagal, that asshole? No yeah. way. <laughs> Which, by the way, the story, there was a story, an old Hollywood story that goes that in their prime, Steven Seagal used to hate Van Damme so much and used to talk so much shit about him mm. publicly and privately that they almost came to fucking blows at a real life fucking fight at a party at fucking uh, um, Sylvester Stallone's house. And Sylvester Stallone had to break it up before it was about to go fucking down, right? And so that's a famous story that's gone around Hollywood for a thousand years. And so which tells me that Steven Seagal, at least at some point when his career was so, going so well that he was invited to fucking Stallone's house. He and Stallone, was. Hey, man. He's- and Stallone, who wrote the fucking expendable, still did not put this motherfucker in. How much of an asshole do you have to be, bro? There has to be. Fuck. I mean, we're getting into kickflicks material, but there has to be some, oh. some somebody Chevy telling Chase that story. Be the third friend, he could be the asshole. <laughs> the you, I want to see a movie now with Steven Seagal, Chevy Chase, and Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, all three of them. I want to see them do something. 
I don't yeah. care what it is, but they all have to do it together and they all have to have scenes that are obviously long takes dealing with each other. You know what would be great? I if just they, want them to go to therapy. I mean, that's be, what I... That's it what would be it great if they, were, if they did these long takes, but they were clearly and obviously not in the same room with each other. Like they're all CGI'd. <laughs> like Putin with his green screen table where he's like a million miles away from everything. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're watching and you're like, oh, I think are they in the same room? And then all of a sudden you see Jared Leto's Joker. You're like, I don't think they're in the same room. Uh, that can't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Dead giveaway right there. Boom. Yeah, that's Let's it. see what's happening. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I would but love to coming see back to uh, speaking of uh cutting things short what uh was how how do you feel what is your experience how clear have you cleared the pipes yet where you're where you're in the clear oh no this is two days ago it's only been two days yeah i got it done on monday afternoon monday at four so uh by the time it got done it was like probably 5 30 were you awake or no what the fuck yeah of course what? Uh, they put um, me under for it yeah. Okay. So this is the thing. So I, I did not go on there for it. I was having a fucking full conversation, nonstop conversation with the guy. The doctor was a oh, fucking super cool. Like I want to hang out with you, kind of. I would like to have him on the podcast because he's sure. a cool. He was talking about music and mo- like he was like, "Oh, you're a comedian," and he just talk about comedies, which it's so funny because I didn't have a problem with him talking to me about this while he's cutting my fucking fondling your sack. Balls. No, because he wasn't fondling. When he was fondling, was when he gave me the first exam. Like, oh, like just whatever, blah, blah. And he started talking to me, pulling my junk, yeah. telling me his favorite comedians. And in my mind, I was like, can we can we have this conversation after you stop fucking touching me? Like, after I you would stop- rather... It would be weird if he was just like, yeah, and then... And he's just like super yeah, focused. No, but it was like weird because he was like tugging. It wasn't just like a... It was like tugging and feeling and like yeah, moving yeah, well, shit yeah. around. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then he was like, oh, you know who I love? I'm like, don't. Don't tell me who you love. I don't give a fuck who <laughs> about comedy right now. Like, stop. Like, you're like, you're rummaging around in my bag. Please stop. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had to like, does, it, does the deductible cover this? Is it, I'm like, I feel like I should be paying you extra. I love Jeff this. Dunham. Yeah. I love Jeff Dunham. And so he uh, he was doing all of this. Uh, I didn't. That part kind of bothered laugh. me for the. But then with the with the um, with the actual procedure, yeah, he numbed me or whatever, and he I felt like three pinches on each side, mm-hmm. like little pinches, and then he went to work, and I didn't feel anything. I felt I, I smelled solder. I I smelled like smoke. And yeah, from the cauterizing. Yeah. yeah. So I felt I smelled smoke, and I. I for a second, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck am I smelling? And this all happened in, like within <laughs> seconds of each other where I was like, why am I smelling? I'm clearly smelling smoke. This is not a, like I, I'm not. This is not like, oh, it's a weird smell. I can't pinpoint it. I'm like, no, this is smoke. I'm smelling <laughs> something burning. And then I immediately thought to myself, oh, wait, I think I remember somebody telling me about that the smell was smoke. And simultaneously with that thought came in. He's not flinching. So he doesn't seem to be worried about it. So it's I'm fine with it. Like that's like that's how I immediately was oh. like. Yeah, I just yeah. have to so I'm not allowed to clear the pipe, so to speak. Until, no, you're still fresh. Yeah, you gotta. Week, a month, I gotta wait at least a week. They said. Yeah. But I'm super. The first day I was very sensitive. Uh, I wouldn't say I want to use the word pain, but I would use the word discomfort. Like really. Of course. So, look, another person who's had one of these. My dad. Tony Merkadal, he says bacon. Nope. That's what, 
That's nope. I don't know. Mine did not smell smell like bake. I don't you know what sleep, mine right? I was you, asleep. You, I was out. Why did they put you out? The doctor said I think it was a Did he open you up and see a vagina and then be like, Oh, we gotta this guy's a bitch. We gotta uh, knock him off. <laughs> look, I've surprised many. But the idea of of getting it done, he's like, No, I do it in a surgical I think it's just to charge more money. I mean, look, I was like, Hey, if the insurance covers it, so whatever. I think so I think uh, I don't know what it is because I was I went I literally went to the recommendation of my so I wanted to get the, the vasectomy done and this is I've been trying to get this done since last year hmm. and and then I I, I I texted my friends who I already had known all got it done by the same doctor hmm. like one guy went to him and then everybody started when you know what I mean it's kind of like when you go to every like I'm at that point in my life where everybody's getting vasectomies you know we all go through that like everybody's having a quinces like you go to all these <laughs> yes the, right there's a time where there's like a quince every weekend every, uh, i go to another quince and then there's a time where prom like oh i'm going to all these different proms and then there's a time where you're going to all these um uh, uh weddings uh, weddings yeah and then babies everybody starts having babies and you start having baby showers and there's like a time in your life where, and i'm literally at the time in my life where i'm like oh this guy had a vasectomy last year, and then and then six months later, the other guy, and then a year later, the other guy, and you just start. So when it was time for me to get a vasectomy, when I made the decision, I said, uh, "Okay, uh, who who did you go to?" And they gave me the one guy's name, and I and I started scheduling that. So when I finished, I'm literally texting my friend, "Hey, I'm getting my vasectomy done right now, like as we speak, like it's happening right now, like Facetime, like hey, like, like, look, uh, look what's happening over here." Right. And so um, they were like, oh, easy peasy, in and out, whatever. I'm like, bro, it was like, I'm already done. It was half an hour. I'm already done. We just talked about comedy and music. And he goes, same for me. We just talked about sports. Like, he's just a sports fan. And he just talked about sports. And and then he said, oh, one of our friends, uh, you know, and he an insert name here, uh, who, which is funny because his nickname is an ironic nickname. We're calling it Bingu. Because he's mm-hmm. that guy where he's like, oh, hey, whoa, you got fucking man up, bro. You got to drink some more. I'm like, well, we're 40. Yeah, Stop yeah. with this shit. Relax. So we're like, we literally make fun of him. I we're like, we kind of make Pingu out of irony. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, El Pingu, fucking, they had to knock him out. And we're like, what? And I couldn't fathom. I couldn't understand why that is. Now, I don't, have a, I don't have a direct personal relationship with this guy. He's just like a friend of the group of friends that I have. And so I wouldn't, I don't have the, I don't know. I, I just don't have the comfort level would we'll be able to text him. Like, why did they knock you out? I don't, I don't understand that. But I was just like, all right, that sounds weird to me. But you're the second person. I don't know, man. Some people freak out for any did, number of things. But would you freak out? Did, is that the reason why you got, why you got knocked out? No, no, no. That, I was not given the option. My, my, my urologist was like, I do it in a surgical suite and we, we put you in what's called conscious sedation. But when, if you have any like trouble breathing, we'll, we'll fully sedate you. Like, cause if I, you know, like I have, I have sleep apnea. So like what, um, they, they just write funk, and then I woke up later. I don't remember. I had the, the Michael Jackson propofol drip and I've went, I don't even remember anything, anything. I really don't. I was like talking and then I, I, I remember being in recovery. That's it. Um, the irony remind, is remind me later on to remind you. I have a uh, I just wrote not just but like maybe five months ago. I've been doing this sleep apnea bit that I have. It's very happy with it. I'm very proud, but I can't okay. imagine it on the show. It's, but it, it's all fair, all fair. Yeah, yeah, all fair. But it's so fucking like I, the moment you mentioned, I was like, 
I was about to like uh, go into it. And yeah. like, that's in the album. That's in the it's, album. Pull back. It's, oh, it's in the album. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, no, the the I was, it was an option, man. My guy just wanted to charge insurance more money. Like, like why? You know, and and yeah, and, 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 and I, jump through hoops. I legitimately like, can respect that. I yeah. legitimately, as uh, as somebody who loves Amazon, yeah. uh, I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. That told, like, if you my doctor would have said that, like, hey, man, uh, I need to get all the money I can because I got fucking four kids on my own. I'm like, yeah, bro, I get it, bro. Yeah, 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 whatever. I, I genuinely, he gave me a reason why, and I was like, whatever, man, just just do it. Because I just wanted to get it done. Like, whatever, um, man. He's like, word? And then he's like, you see him go on Amazon. Click. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Buy those. <laughs> he's yeah, he's yeah. like, honey, get the blinds. Yeah. yeah. Get it. Full. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, Refine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, the idea of getting it done. Well, that was that was my experience. Of It's also like a little different because you're established. You have your family. Or I got questioned a lot. I got a lot of like like people like what what and i didn't tell him but like even from the doctor like the doctor was like what i'm like yeah i want i don't want to have kids and i want to get okay and then they make you sign a paper that says that you have to wait 30 days but so you in case you change your mind because it is a permanent thing oh so you have to wait 30 days but then the uh, i heard it was reversible is it not reversible it's like 20 percent success rate for a successful pregnancy after reversal which is like against the odds like it's not like you're not guaranteed to be able to have kids after i i i'm fine with it being not reversible by the way um but uh i i didn't i've always heard that it's oh vasectomy is a reversible i'm like oh okay i I I mean according to michael scott my doctor came in laughing because my first consultation they wrote reason for visit and i wrote snip snap And he walked in to the fucking room and he was like, that's hilarious. Snip snap. Are you fucking kidding me? That's hilarious. Like he was like literally pointing at me like that's we're going to get along just fine. Like he was like, we're great. We're good. I remember I went to I remember I went to an open mic or I was trying to work out like material about vasectomies when I was doing it. And I was trying to get people to cheer snip 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 and then someone afterwards like this is how fragile the male ego is someone afterwards goes don't you mean like chop chop like you want to let i'm like is it's not like it's my vas deferens it's not Uh my actual dick that i'm talking about i don't want want a huge vas deferens the tube for my balls doesn't need to be manly i saw it i saw my tube oh you did he goes, hey, do you want to see your tube? And I was like, what are you talking? And I like, I kind of like not sat up all the way, but I kind of like looked over, and I was like, oh no, I did not want to see that. And I fucking <laughs> literally saw the fucking white tube, and I was like, what the fuck? What? No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to. No, awesome. did not want to see that. But it literally it was one of those like, hey, look at that dead horse. And you go, what? And you just like fucking look. That's what it was. I did a like. He goes, hey, do you want to look at blah 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 blah? And I go, what? And I go, oh, like before I realized what he said, I was right, already right. at it. I'm like, it's oh, like uh, when you when when. Your wife gave birth, or whatever. I'm sure poor. They're like, Oh, you want to take a look? And there's all those videos of those dudes that they go take a look and they have like a visceral f- yeah. reaction I, on I, their I face, or they faint. Not, I did not want to look, I didn't, I actually did not look at any no. other. I did not because yeah. I was like, saw the pictures from my sister like five years prior, right? And I saw when they opened her up and I saw like the skin. So, for uh, a C section. Uh, 
C-section, right? Oh, that's different. Yeah. No, but my my wife had a C-section, so it, oh. it was not going to be different. It was going to be the fucking same. No, no, no. But like taking pictures of that or like witnessing a surgery, it's like it's like you're not witnessing a birth. It's like you're witnessing surgery. It's yeah, yeah. Different. And then so I was like, and then the doctor, so the doctor put the curtain up on my wife, right? She, he was like, "Do you want to look?" And I'm like, "Nope." Mm. Looking at my wife, looking at her face, right here. And they're like, "Oh, you last time, last chance to look." I'm like, "Get fucking!" <laughs> I don't want to look at that. I don't want. I don't. I'm not. I don't like looking at any of that shit. And here's the thing: I'm not like, "Ew, gross." I'm just like, mm, I don't need to see that, dude. I don't. There's. It doesn't give me any curiosity. Right, right, right. It's, it's just like I don't. I'm, I you know, I feel like I could. I would be curious about. It. I probably have seen pictures. Well, of I it hope so. You're in the medical field. You're in the medical yeah, field. Yeah, but I've never. But I'm. I'm not involved in C sections. Like, yeah, yeah. You, but I'm still, not doing a C section in an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. But you're. But you're in a medical profession, so curiosity to anything in that realm is yeah. normal. It's kind of expected, right? Right. It'd be weird if you were in the ER and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I draw the line at placentas. It's like what. I do not like I, I do not like go like I, I used to be more into like seeing like interesting medical shit, but then now I can't like I don't know if yeah, I got once, the so many, or whatever. There's only so many things you can see in the ass before you go, I'm out. I'm done. It's not this. even that. That's still cool. The the uh, it's what like seeing like stuff where you're like, oh that that was a person. You know, like that's that like that it's like fuck, I can't separate that anymore. And it's hard for me to like see that shit. So now there's like a couple of young uh, paramedics that I work with that are like whenever it's the three of us working, it's always, you know, just a bunch of like paramedic stories. And then I certain Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, talking shit, like talking shop. Right. And like when comedians get together and talk about like bombs and shit that happen with with, right. with, with their jokes or whatever. But we were like talking shit and I remember every once in a while they'll start talking, and I'm like I, I'm old. I, I've like I'm 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 past the point where, like I'm that like I can't not think of the person that is dealing with that, and I'm like ah, they were probably having a hard time. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm much more like forgiving of people like, oh, they were drunk or they are drug addict or something like that, or 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 even just like now that I've like had panic attacks of my own, like when people have full blown anxiety that I would just be like ugh, rolling my eyes and shit like that. Now I'm like, ooh, now I feel bad. I feel bad about mm -hmm. like the well here's the thing. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a very empathetic person as well. So like all those things kind of it's not like oh my God I'm it's grossed out. It's like oh my God I feel fucking pain. Like I feel like I'm like I feel vicarious like I just feel like yeah. it's empathy. Like, I, yeah, I very I have a very difficult time even in cinematic movies. I when it's not documentary, and cinematic it's not, movies as, as opposed to documentaries, oh. as opposed to uh, factual. Like, uh, I have uh, a difficult time. I don't have a difficult time seeing somebody get shot, but seeing somebody get stabbed or or sliced. Yeah, I'm always like, I'm, I literally just like cringe up and go, and I tighten yeah, yeah, yeah. up. It really, that really does fucking irk me. It really, I can't even. Nick Swartzen has a bit about that. It's fake, it's fake, but I'm like, it fucking. Nick Swartzen has the bit about that where he's like, oh, I got shot or whatever. But it's like, if you get stabbed, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, it's still here. It's coming back. You know, like. Yeah. Dude, there was a movie. So I saw this movie a couple weeks ago. Um, And I wanted to see it. Hey, look who's here, Missy. He means the cinema. 
Michael, Michael. like, you know, televised television as opposed right. to uh, untelevised television. Right. Uh, I um, I saw this movie called Unhinged. It's with Russell Crowe. Uh, it's in the family share. Oh, you don't have that anymore. Ooh, uh, that hurt. That hurt a little bit. Like a stab? Yeah. Um, so it's Russell Crowe. Oh, my God, that's coming back. <laughs> and he plays, uh, he plays a, a a guy who who snaps uh, during a traffic bullshit, you know, road rage, and he just fucking goes on a rampage. And the movie, for like the first, first of all, at the opening scene, you're like, what the fuck? But then it cuts to another scene where, spoiler alert, you think it's a, you think it's like a, twenty four hours before, you know what I mean, like. Right. Because it opens up with such craziness that you're like, oh, this isn't a continuation. This is before that whole thing happened. And nope, nope, it's a continuation. But for like 25 minutes, you're like, it's okay. It's fine. It's just building up, right? Like it's building the world. And then it goes off the fucking rails so fast. And by rails, I mean like it, it goes from zero to 100. I'm like, wow, that escalated quickly. Like... Yeah, like wow, that's fucking crazy. Um, I very much enjoyed the movie. It got awful reviews, um, but it's I six on IMDb. Yeah, I very much enjoyed the movie. I, I was like, this is a fucking cool, like very like I like the creative route that it took. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because give away a lot. But uh, is it like another version of falling down? Yeah, but you're not rooting for the good guy. <laughs> you're not rooting for, who's you're not the good for, guy and falling you know, down no, but you're not rooting for the bad guy you know how michael oh, douglas oh. is falling down you're like oh i can understand his i can understand where he's coming from you know right. you just fucking lose it man no there's none of that shit there's like this russell crowe is clearly the the bad guy, the bad guy. he's clearly <laughs> the uh, this is i mean if you look at the movie poster bro there's no i told I mean, missy i'm like oh he plays a bad guy she's like oh spoiler alert. i'm like look at the movie poster yeah. And then you fucking tell me if you thought for one second that he was going to play the good guy. It also says the, t- the one of the tags says he can happen to anyone. Yes. And it's like, it's like he can happen to anyone. Um, that's never like a good thing. Never. It's like he can it's happen never. to you where yeah, he does your yeah. laundry. You know, like yeah. he can happen to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. They're not talking about the fucking, uh, the tooth fairy. They're not talking about the fucking, uh, you he know, twenty five percent. He can happen <laughs> to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say he walks around with a suitcase full of money and gives it away to random people. He can happen, he to, can anybody. happen to anyone. That. But it, there's I, also I, there is a movie called It Could Happen to You with uh, Nicolas Cage and Bridget Fonda, where he that's the whole story of where he tips the waitress. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Rosie yeah. Perez is in it. It's based on a true story, by the way. It is based on a true story. That shit did happen, and it never ended well. (laughs) Any lottery story ends with murder or deceit or some sort of lawsuit. It it ended up well. It ended up fine. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything bad like that. I'm not sure they still have any money left, but that's not neither here nor there. It's fucking... Uh, there was a right, Powerball I, that was like a couple a billion dollars. A one point, I think it was one point three, one point five billion dollars. I mean, that's how much he. I love when people go. He's not taking all of that home. There's a lot of taxes involved. I'm like, oh really? So what? Word, word, <laughs> oh, word. So only seven hundred million? Is that what you're yeah. saying? He's only taking home only seven hundred million? Ah, uh, why wow. even get out of bed then? Yeah, fuck that. I'm not paying that. I'm Can you imagine what the fucking take home would be on a weekly basis if you get the lifetime payout for every fucking week of seven hundred million fucking dollars? Could you think? All right, the taxes, bro. That's half. Yeah. Okay, seven hundred million fucking dollars. 
Imagine what the weekly payout. The weekly payout has to be, I don't know, two hundred thousand or fucking. I'll tell you what, I'd be calling Will Smith with more project ideas. <laughs> hey, would you like to be in a movie about? Uh, oh, I was gonna make it bad. Uh, would you like to make GI Jane too? <laughs> I don't find that funny. That's not. That's not cool. Uh, Casey's watching this. Uh, I still think. I still think that GI Jane two starring Jada Pinkett Smith would be made. Would make money. <laughs> would be good. I, I think. I think GI Jane two produced by Will Smith would make money. Like he doesn't even have to be in it. He could just yeah. produce it, and it'll be like, what this motherfucker. That's like a baller status right there. I was like, yeah. God, like, I feel talk, so, about, talk about leaning into the joke. <laughs> I, I look. That, I will tell you. I've, I genuinely. Like, we've had enough time to sit on that for a little, and I keep every time it comes up again. I just feel like it was. N- there's like like from the second something happened, it was like nine thousand wasted opportunities. And it was what he did was like the worst one. Like there was so many other things that would have been a million times better. Yeah. Missy's legit. Like I'm like concerned about Missy because we talked about this last week. Right. Or last episode. And Missy's like, yeah, I don't think what he did was bad. And I'm like, what? I'm like, he's clearly in the wrong. I'm like, even he says that it's not because we talked about the apology because he came out with a public apology on his Instagram. And we were trying to drag a public apology out of Chris Rock. And Chris Rock's like, man, man, fuck you. He didn't. What? What are you talking about? He said that Chris Rock. He approached him like he aired the con- the private well, he conversation. Said that I approached him like, and then he's not ready to talk. And then he. That's all he said. He wasn't trying to drag. Uh, that well, that's kind of the shit that because well, then Chris Rock was talking, said a couple things on some comedy things that he was some shows that he was on with like other people, and they're like, uh, and and a lot of the what I would say buzz around it was that what like he didn't do anything pro- like like. He, like none of it was he wasn't allowed to be private you know like it was he that like it would it, it came out you're coming at my guy all wrong you know what i'm saying you're coming at my guy all wrong that he did that he it was like <clears throat> this whole shit's private anyway why yeah. why even address it in public continue like he didn't you know, well i i think i i what i would re, my rebuttal to that would be he's answering the more popular questions, the questions that he gets most often, such as did Jada make you do it, such as did you apologize to Chris? Because he he didn't apologize to him during his acceptance award acceptance speech. He you know he addressed that like it's, uh, the whole thing was a fucking blade. Well, you know, and you hear a lot of uh people who win the Oscar. A lot of people say you they just fucking like it, everything happens so fast that you just go uh, uh like how many people talk about like everything happens so fast I, I can't believe i forgot to thank my wife like you hear that fucking often yeah 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 right? where it's like people are just like they're out of their mind like that moment is out of their mind or on a normal oscars moment is a, is a crazy super like at that point he was just not in his like that was that had to be there was a lot out of body i i will say thing, though, i would never even then we talked about this during that time mm-hmm. so two things i take away from it months later one i think it's clearly the like he did he messed up he done messed up now a ron right he messed up right Missy still stands by the fact that she doesn't think that he messed up. She's like, I don't think he messed up. And I was like, what? She's entitled to her opinion. Absolutely. I'm not saying how dare she fucking have that opinion. I'm just saying, like, I don't understand that that logic. However, moving that aside. That's an agree to disagree moment where it's like, I don't know how you can. I don't know what argument you could give me to sway me over that he's right. 
but yeah, I, you could totally maybe wrong. give you give me an argument for he made a mistake, but he's still like that was that that reaction was his Which is to my, have. that well my reaction my response is this months separated months removed <clears throat> my response is my thought is he was clearly wrong clearly but I do still believe that as a society we over fucking reacted yeah this it was in it was it was the only thing the only thing people could talk about for two fucking weeks which i know sounds like no time at all but in today's world of 24 hour news cycles two weeks is a fucking lifetime bro yeah. two weeks is a time like in this world of like instant messaging and fucking twitter and like just stories i feel like two weeks is a lifetime this isn't back in 1990 Remember, like, when you hear a story, it stayed in the fucking news cycle? Like, this right. is... Like, we have channels dedicated to 24-hour news. Multiple. Not just one. Multiple channels. And I feel like two weeks being in the thing that everybody, whether you're in a fucking... Whether it was ESPN or The View or... Like, every nobody could fucking shut the fuck up about this. And I felt like that was an overreaction. That was, like... There wow, was... As a society, what does that leave us? Like, what does that say about us that something that happened amongst two millionaires is the only thing we could talk about for two straight weeks? I thought that that was a uh, over my my big my big thing was with the Oscars, like with the like like they he was a like twenty minutes later he's allowed to win his award and get to make his speech and all that stuff when he had like committed a crime, like he straight up committed assault in front of millions of people. I mean. All right, it was a crime in this. Okay, you're not only wrong. in the sense of the law is it a yeah, crime? Yeah, but it's like it's like okay, so you steal bubble gum from the gas station. That's also a crime. You're right. You're right. It is a crime, but in the sp fucking spectrum of crimes, like that's in the lower tier. Of right. Crime. Okay. It's like in, okay. Let me put it this way: in a football game, right? right? These dudes bash into each other all the time. There's always pushing and shoving and blah 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 blah. And there's concussions, which is also a great role that he played in a great movie. Concussion, right, right. Will Smith. Ah, uh, tell the truth. Um, tell the, the truth. but uh, tell the truth. Uh, the idea that those guys are assaulting each other is is not. That's not what they're doing. They are both on the same page. <laughs> as to what's about to happen when they snap that ball right, right. like right. you know and there's guidelines there's rules right. again, there's again i'm not i'm not saying that he was wrong but with i'm just what my 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 uh i don't know i guess my like eye roll would be at the fact that you called it a crime and i'm not saying it's not a crime yes by the letter of the law that is absolutely a crime in the same sense that shoplifting bubblegum was a crime i love that also they went to him and they're like um would you like to leave <laughs> and he's like nah well, i believe you know what that's on the academy because i believe that wording <laughs> is very important exactly. it's like when i ask my wife for sex i don't go do you want to have sex i say are you willing to have sex tonight and these are two very different words questions to and to want and to be willing yes are very willing. two different so states I, of mind. I am i'm i'm married long enough to know that i don't ask do you want to will you tolerate ask, me having sex yeah, with you will you take one for the team tonight <laughs> <laughs> Thank you're, you. you're the glue that holds this family together absolutely so i appreciate you yes that's there's a difference uh, in the questions two people having sex getting one of them gets slapped if 
<laughs> they knew it was going to happen again. I'm not saying that he was right. Was welcome. I'm not saying that he was right. I'm saying I'm verbally saying I think he messed up. I think he did wrong. Who I just was... think that the reaction of two weeks of it being in the national every conversation revolved around is like, hey, I yeah, heard you had a baby. Yeah. No, that's wild. It, and it was like, it was like, you hear the Will Smith slap, bro? That's crazy. I heard you had a baby, but first, tell me what you think about. Like first of all, we named our baby Will Smith slap. <laughs> um, who had the bit of I don't not saying he have done it, but I understand. Yes, it's Chris Rock. That was one of the funniest tweets that my friend comedian uh, Lewis Johnson tweeted, and he said, "Was it Lewis Johnson or no Billy Williams?" Uh, um, uh, uh, tweeted. He says, "I'm not saying that Will was right. Yeah. I'm just saying I understand." Like he immediately tweeted that right after, and I'm like, "Fucking, let's forget that." What was what was it in reference in Chris Rock? Like in I don't know. I'm not a fan of Chris Rock's comedy, so I don't. I, oh, I, you're not really. I don't. I dislike. In fact, I've had this conversation with a friend of ours, a friend of mine, Don Gray, comedian Don Mm. Gray, and we were talking about like he's like Will Smith. Like he goes, the fact that you still like Will Smith, talking to me, he's like the fact that you still like Will Smith says a lot about your personality because Mm. as a comedian, you should immediately like he should be exonerated from you by you because you're a comedian. Just the fact that he attacked another comedian, and I go, listen, I get what you're saying, but. I really don't like Chris Rock's comedy. I got to clarify that because I've never met the man as a person. I'm sure he's a great person. But I I don't like Chris Rock's comedy. And it goes further than I'm just not a fan of his comedy. I don't think he's funny. Like, I've, I've, I've gone and watched specials with mm. people who are laughing next to me. I'm like, what part of that was funny? Yeah. I don't get it. So, with that said, I'm not saying that what Will Smith is, did is right. I'm saying that if he was going to attack a comedian... To me, that would be the one to do it. Damn! Obviously, that's a joke. But we're having this conversation amongst comedians, and it was like that's. And then we were both laughing, and he was like, "It's never okay to hit a baby." I'm like, "What if the baby was Hitler? What if the baby was Hitler? Can you choke out a baby?" So then we started having that theory. Right? Yeah, yeah. Every we always do that. The well, what if what that if? baby was crying? Oh no! Now that's just a movie mash. Yeah, <laughs> you remember in that movie they fucking kill a baby, and it's like it's like well they would have given away our position in war. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. fucking that's, so that's I was not that, the, in the position to make that decision. That was so one I, of my favorite conversations I've ever had with a comedian because that's a very stereotypical conversation that comedians have. Where we just take one kernel of something. Would you rather? Would yeah. you ra- And then we snowball it into that. Well, but what if? And then we just start going into, and uh, yeah, like again, it was a joke. I'm obviously not okay with Will Smith hitting anybody, much less any comedian. But it doesn't make a difference to me whether they're a comedian or not. But it, the joke was like, well, I'm not a fan of his, so I'm not a fan of Chris Rock, so it's okay that he slapped him. And that was right. the joke. And then we went into this whole thing like, no, you can't slap a baby. You can't choke. I could choke out a baby. I'm like, if it's baby Hitler, I'm like, if there's any baby to do it to, you can do it, baby Hitler. So we just- what if it? What if it was baby Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever watch a show Superstore, they get into oh, a conversation yeah. like this in a break room where they literally go like, what if it's blah blah? What if? What if it's baby Hitler? Whatever, like, oh, what if it's baby? What if it's okay? For, the whole thing was an abortion thing. Like, what yeah. if it's okay for abortion? You're killing a baby. Like, what if it was a Hitler? What if 
be okay to have an abortion for Hitler? Like, what if it was baby Beyonce? And like, whoa! And then people just started having this whole thing. Like, so it was like a fucking great scene in that in the show Superstore, where yeah, it, you know, go. Fucking I don't life. know. Uh, I, we we're talking about it again because it's still con. It's still bring. The thing is that one thing is a, is talking about the slap, and then another thing is talking about the thoughts that happened because of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about like so much stuff like that's that's the one thing that i that that i get that frustrates me like i was just trying to watch a couple comedy specials and i could like netflix the newer ones like the bill burr one the new bill Mm -hmm. burr one bro i cannot engage they a lot of like it was just it's just i couldn't i couldn't engage i was trying to watch the new tim dylan one because what was what was it what was it about the Burr one? It w- it must have been like that. I wasn't in the mood for the, a comedy special. Like I was watching so, it like it was homework, and so then I was like, I, "No." Can I tell you? So first of all, that happens a lot when, when with any special, specifically with any comedy, when you've heard so many positive things that you feel you have to watch it, and like, oh, now I feel like I have, I to, have right? to watch, and or controversial like, things where like, right. gonna, and then you're watching it with the idea of like, well, let's see how let's this fuck, goes. Yeah, arms folded, yeah. which is the way you watch the Chappelle thing. Remember when I told when you go, I'm gonna watch the Chappelle thing, and I go, you're already watching it with arms folded. Like, there's no reason to watch a yeah. comedy with arms folded, uh, whether good or bad, whether it be for controversy or for like, let's see how great this is, and it's like you're. Uh, Hey, you're already yeah. watching with arms folded. I should have just watched something I would have enjoyed rather than right. something that was going right. to be like a homework assignment. But I, I will say, so the Bill Burr special, I'm very uh, conflicted by because I think that the material was amazing. I wasn't a fan of the special because I, I hated the fucking audience. Shit the fuck up let the man do his fucking job this whole fucking hoot and hollering and i i'm i'm sure for bill was fantastic i'm sure he but yeah. i just feel like he, they were interrupting the fucking setups i'm like shut the fuck up and let him talk let him this is not a maybe fucking, i mean maybe that's what i was like because uh, because bothered every, the fuck out of me as a performer it bothered i'm like let him talk he's not asking you a real fucking question when he goes you know what i mean Shut the fuck up, Tom, on in row 72. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. He doesn't really want to know if you know what he means. Like, you know what it is? I think it, I, one of my one of my issues is like the Joe Roganing of comedy where it's like the second a comedian. God, what, I'm trying to think of a good example, but the second like a, like like a comedian where they're I guess where they do interject where like they, you feel they the comedian says something that you agree with politically or whatever right. and you're like you're like yeah. who why that wasn't part of the joke he was making he, a reference he, he, to he something. literally would say it multiple times he was like relax yeah there's gonna be a twist it's what the right. fuck I do I'm a fucking I'm an asshole don't agree with me right because there's gonna be like he's literally fucking saying that out loud and i just felt that the reason he had to say that was because there were so many interjections by the fucking audience yeah like because he has that bit about like um that's the thing with hitler remember he does that thing. that's the thing about hitler and everyone's like whoa he's like stay and it's all about like the second guy that that hears the first guy and is like, yeah, I think, yeah, fuck this place. I'm going to go with yeah. you. And it's like, now there's two of them, you know? So that's yeah, that, yeah. that whole thing about wanting to be a part of the, the, of the, of the comedy. Like right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just your average comedy fan. I'm a comedy. I'm part of it. You yeah. know, 
because I hooted yeah, no, he when he me. said, oh, no, he you know, rape he, or whatever. No, no, he wants me to fuck. Shut the f- I would pay good money to have that special or that the material that he did. I would pay good money to get the recording of Without, that yeah. of that special. No, no, of that special two nights before he filmed it when he just did it at a fucking comedy club. Oh, yes. I would fucking pay good money. I would pay easily 50 fucking dollars, which Interesting. is or just a recording. That's a lot of money because that's really what you're paying it for a ticket right. to see him live. I would pay $50 for a recording, maybe even $100 of a recording of that special two nights before he filmed it when he was doing it at the fucking local Chuck Hut or Chuckle Hut. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. He was just refining it and just like, okay, it's done. We're ready for the TV. We're ready for the special. Like, I just want to do like that recording a, a week ago, a week earlier. I just, the, I think yeah. that space is too big, right? The at the rocks in Denver, it's too big. It's like a, it's a, a, comedy's it's a meant rock to venue. Intimate. It's meant to be music, yeah. But comedy is meant to like. This is what I, I have this conversation often, and I, I get it, man. I, I'm not hating on comics who do theaters and, and sh- I think it's great. That's fine, right? Uh, you can sell those tickets, right? Especially obviously money financially, at, you know, for for um, to gain followers to get like that's what you need to do, right? For specials, I always say, and again, this is not me being a fucking contrarian, and it's definitely not me being a hater because mm-hmm. I'm saying I like the material. I love Burr's material. Mm-hmm. But I feel like comedies in a room, this is where it's designed, on a room of 150, 200 people, low ceilings, and we're all fucking packing together. It's the, the, the laugh- comic. The laughter bounces off the walls, and the, that's where it's the intimate, the intimacy. Optically, it is awesome to see a, a fucking theater full of people, all right? Like, yeah. it fucking does that camera sweep where you do all those people. That's optically, that's awesome. When you see that Joe Coy specials and you see fucking arenas full, like, that is amazing. It's great. For the show, it is great, right? Optically. But for the comedy show, you're like, nah, but I need, I need a fucking, I need it. I, performer that's yeah and i do theaters every week on the ships i do 2500 people every week on the ships and it's great when you hear people laughing i'm not saying it's bad but but when you do when i do the comedy club throughout the week before the because the the theater show is always at the end of the week on the ship and that's 2500 people but the fucking comedy club where it sits 130 people every fucking show like that's just prime for me i'm like oh this is great if you see the documentary i am comic they they set it up in a way um, I forget who the community, maybe Todd Glass. I don't remember who does it, but somebody is like, that's, you're not supposed to, you, you, it's supposed to have a low ceiling because then the sound just disappears into the air. Right. And then you need to hear everybody. Todd Glass, feel, Todd Glass does it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. need to, it needs to feel enclosed in. It has to be so dark enough so that you can barely, like, the comedian is the only thing you can see. Right. You know, like, you can't see other people fucking chit chatting and bullshit or whatever. Right. Like you have to focus on the comedian. It, it's like, and, and he sets it up. And in my mind, I'm like, anyone who doesn't have their space set up, like who chooses, I was doing. My friend was doing this weekly or biweekly show in this barbecue restaurant, and it was death because yeah. high yeah. ceilings, like a warehouse, mm-hmm. and then the wall was like open so like all the sound basically traveled over whatever so you were literally doing comedy for the air in front of you and then everyone was sitting like in the corner in the edges of the room dude i've done done comedy in a fucking hibachi room in a hibachi restaurant that was fucking split up by a fucking curtain 
I don't know like, how they think that that's going to be like, a good I, idea. I, I always, no, there's a current. So that, what you think we're not fucking hearing that and the fucking utensils. Like we're all hearing all of that shit. Like, I want to laugh, but I can't. I'm not allowed to laugh at that. That was so. Wrong. Jamia says, "What's the biggest venue that you would do, Jamia?" So realistically, I, there's no limit. I would, I, like I like we said, horse. We there are, are so many. We are prostitutes. There are so many reasons to do big theaters and to be grateful for them. And I would absolutely love to do Madison Square Garden and do arenas, and that would be amazing. That would be great financially both but it would be great for financial reasons for financial gains it would be great because you have that many people watching you and you have that many people enjoying you but what i'm talking about specifically is for a comedy special for a comedy special optically it looks nice like if i'm at home i'm in living room it looks nice to see all those hundreds of people right but realistically the performance watch any comedy special the performances are better when they give you an intimate setting yeah there are those specials if you watch uh um if you watch uh andrew Schultz just released a new special if you watch his first special that he released on youtube his first one not the current one but his first one that he released like maybe four years ago it's in a comedy club and he shot it in a comedy club and he released it for free on youtube that's what got him big right that special is so amazing, not just because he's Andrew Schwartz is amazingly talented and super fucking funny, but the fact that it's in a comedy club and comedy clubs are yeah. set up differently to succeed for comedy. Like that's what that's the thing. I miss the concept. I miss I miss the concept of a comedy album. Yeah. Yeah. Like where it's not a there's no video element. You're just there listening to comedians, right? And and listening to a comedian from beginning to end. One of my favorites, and some of the jokes don't hold up, but it, they don't have to. I mean, it's it's like a little time capsule. Is right. uh, the David Tell skanks for the memories? Right, right, right. That David Tell special was done at some random comedy club in in Denver or something like that, and it was genuinely like raucous and like rowdy and like a club like a comedy club right. night it's not Dude, bill burr's first album right and i forget the name of it but it's just his cd it's him and it's a blue cover right his first album you could hear the fucking cash register yes you can hear the cash register printing up receipts because he yeah. placed the tape recorder Somewhere in the vicinity in the, yeah. of the fucking both. It must have been like on the sound booth where the, it's picking up the microphone, right? The speaker. But it's also picking up the fucking table around. Yeah. Like it's literally picking up. And in the notes, in the CD jacket, right? That's how old school this shit is. In the CD jacket, he said recorded in one show at whatever comedy club. And then he says, and not because of some uh, artsy farty uh, artist reason. It's just because I'm too lazy to record more. I'm too lazy to do editing. Like he literally just is like I'm not gonna hey, fucking like, piece together, I'm not gonna piece together the perfect set. He's just too lazy to do that. He goes, I'm not doing it because I'm an artist, and I'm like, this is the way the show went. He's like, I'm just fucking too lazy to edit. There, there's another comedy album that was um, Tignataro Live, the one that she that no 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 she did it in in at like Largo or whatever. So it was just like a like a little random show that she did. And then it's like it's like like an almost like an EP. It's not even like a full comedy hour. Right. But it was when she found out that she had cancer, she just went out there and just started 
talking like started just doing bits about it mm -hmm. and it ended up like being where it's like oh shit you need to put this out because of like how how real it was right and because that's when the shit's good not when it's like super rehearsed and produced like everyone loves Mitch Hedberg Mitch Hedberg hated both of his fucking yeah, specials yeah. see but here's the thing that's like the Archie Farty that Bill was talking about like I'm not the Archie Farty guy like look man you know, if we're gonna pull the fucking curtain back from the if the fucking you know if the the wizard is gonna pull the curtain back, you know, yeah. uh, when you go to comedy clubs, that comedian has most likely said that joke before. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they haven't that they haven't come up with anything new. I'm saying even if they come up with something new, they're not. If you're watching a guy do sixty minutes, a woman do sixty minutes, even if they have fifteen new minutes, which is a lot of fucking new material, by the way, yeah. right? If you go into a comedy show and the fucking comedian is doing sixty minutes and fifteen twenty minutes of that is new, that's a lot of new fucking shit, man. Right. That still leaves you 40 minutes of rehearsed shit that I've done a thousand times. The trick is to not make it feel uh, to you, the audience, the viewer, as if you've done it a thousand times. That's where the fucking magic happens, right? That's where the illusion happens. And that's where the fucking I'm the wizard and I'm fucking and I'm showing you that. But um, I don't care if it's been rehearsed. I don't care if it's raw. I don't care if it's any of that. I care if it's funny. And I think the energy is better for a performer when it's a smaller crowd. Okay, not small like with Jamil witness. Jamil went to go my to my album recording and he, he was one of seven people. That's not that's too that's too small. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's too small. But I will say it, you know, I don't know, man. That's just I that's why I hated that. That's why I, I'm very conflicted about over Bill Burr special. I thought the material it's, was it's great, hard, but yeah. I just I was I, I just kept telling the audience to shut the fuck up. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Let him speak. He's doing a setup. Jesus. He's right. not even at the fucking punchline yet. Let him get through the fucking setup. That yeah. bothered the fuck out of me, man. Very complicated. <laughs> You're so mad. You are I'm very complicated. I'm very mad because I'm just like, because he had to stop the show to fucking say, relax, relax. relax. Let me get there. I'm, don't agree with me just yet. I'm an asshole. Like, he had to stop the show multiple times for that to be able to say, like, uh, <laughs> How many times? Well, that's the whole thing about like the current comedy. Like, oh, they don't let you say anything, man. And it, and one thing that I have noticed whenever I like watch specials, the whole first like that's what was my problem with Paper Tiger, where the whole first twenty minutes was him complaining about that you can't say shit. It's like, motherfucker, you're on a next Netflix special saying shit. Like, just, you don't have to tell me. Just get into it. Get into yeah, the well, don't tell me And, and don't, like, don't tell me about some Twitter exchange you had. Or, like, just, like, like those bit. If it's not a bit, like, what are we doing? But it is you know? a bit. But it is a bit. His bit yeah, is complaining. It, his bit is, first of all, Burr, Burr's entire style is him complaining. That's his entire, like, if you want to break it down if to its simplistic root. Burr has that anger, that angry, which he talks about often about his anger and irrational anger, and uh, it's 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 him complaining about shit, right? Um, so one, two, that's the bit. The bit is like him complaining about, like just like he was complaining about fucking people. Uh, he was complaining about people who who uh, everything. Like, oh, you're gonna complain about people who adopt dogs? Oh, I saved them. Just tell me the story of you adopting your dog. But that is the story. The story is that you were anti-adopting dogs, and then you adopted a dog, and then you were turned around and you felt, you know, whatever. Like that's the whole thing. Like you just, you know. 
I, I I'm fine with him doing that. I I I loved Paper Tiger personally, but I, uh, I well that's the thing. I, the I get what you're is, saying. Like it's that, very that, difficult. It's a it's kind of like difficult when you hear a comedian talk about how rich they are. You're like, this right? Is this is weird. But that's also their life. Like, am I really gonna believe when Kevin Hart goes, man? It's so fucking. I'm so broke. I called my bank the other day and I don't have any money. Like, fuck you, Kevin Hart. I know you're rich. Like, don't give me that bullshit. Yeah, it's what also like. Don't you hate when you get bad service at at yeah. at, at Nobu and it's like yeah. I have no idea what that's I would like Got tell it. me what that's like I have yeah. I cannot relate to you it's like it's like I was flying in my private jet the other day so this is what I love like, about Jesus this, Christ this is what I love about Chappelle right he has found a way to make that funny because he would just randomly go and here's something that you may not know about me I fucking love being famous. <laughs> Like he just says it, and you go, oh, okay. And he goes, oh, being pulled over by the cops, and then they look, oh, it's you. And like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't hate cops because they, because I'm famous. Like that, yeah, yeah. like that. You go, oh, okay, yeah, you know, it's like I'm not gonna believe Chappelle or fucking Kevin Hart or, or maybe even Burr at this point when they go, I'm fucking, you know, I'm broke, man, I'm struggling. He's like, what? No, you're not. Yeah, no, Bill Burr's like flying helicopters and playing drums with Paul McCartney and shit. Like, it's yeah. like you're fucking a you're a fucking celebrity. Like, like yeah. you're you're, you're not, well off. Yeah, you're, you're not one of the you're, common man anymore. And no, you may be common, but you're not. You're not. You're not making. You're not yeah. trying to make ends meet. You're not at that level of like. You know what I mean? Like, we've all had those. I used to have a joke about having to call my bank and like you know you're broke when you call your bank and you don't even have to wait for the prompts. You immediately know what buttons to press. Right, because you've, you've called them so many times. You called them so many times. Like I've literally been in that situation where, and so I used to have a joke like that where you would be like, your available balance is thirty seven. You go yes sense and you go fuck and you go do like that like i literally had to do like i but i I can't do that joke now i mean even it won't work because technology everything is in the fucking phone right 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 but the whole point is i can't do that joke now i'm not bragging but i do have a couple hundred dollars in my bank account so i'm not you know what i mean i'm a a hundred air motherfucker uh i'm a a couple hundred air triple digits baby uh john witherspoon used to i used to love when he used to say he goes i'm a multi-thousandaire <laughs> <laughs> i will say that there is a once you're like you get into a new digit that is a that is a f- good feeling yeah, yeah once you get yeah. into it like if you get to a new digit and you're just like yeah and then it, it's like oh man Remember, do you ever see do you watch silicon valley there's the no. guy who is a billionaire that he's like one of these best venture capitalists and it's all about the f- and he has like like it's all about the billion right mm-hmm. and uh he has like a his own brand of va- of tequila called tres comas like three commas of for the billion and then, and then it's, at one point like his one fear is dropping below he's like that's nothing that's bullshit it's like he's like it's like that, like you know who you know who's who's a, you know what i am now a millionaire <laughs> it's like that's nothing and uh, you know it's like you have Nine hundred million dollars. You still, like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like that. Eddie grabs it. Like, I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, that's funny. That's true though. Uh, Jamia uh, says uh, Richard Pryor early shows were in venues like that, and I think his first album is in a bar. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, actually, back in those days, bro, where comedy was like the fucking wild, wild west, and you just had yeah. to record shit and on the go and on the fly. You didn't have professional. I mean, there was no. The best. You know, you, the one of the like, if you like him. Some of the early uh, albums of Patton Oswalt are like that. 
where they yeah. feel like real as hell. There was um, co- there was a lot of comedy albums in the nineties and the two thousands. Yeah. That because it was the beginning of comedians being able, it was the beginning of technology being able to. I could record this now, where it's not Wherever. literally a tape recorder, where it's now digital recording, right? And it's kind of bulky, but kind of, kind of, you could still travel with it, kind of, you know what I mean? You, and in the late nineties, er, in the early two thousands, there was a lot of these albums coming out where people were just putting out their own albums because they were able to self-produce for the first time. Like right. before that, you didn't, you couldn't have that. You needed a studio behind you. You needed a whole thing behind you. And yeah. uh, the late nineties, early two thousands was, was, I think, that kind you of. Got to like, give it to Dane Cook for uh, dating a teenager, but also to uh, marrying a teenager, but also uh, you got to give it to him because at the beginning, man, that motherfucker was all over the internet, like in Facebook and, and uh, he sorry, was MySpace. The, and, uh, he was the the you know one of my favorite quotes about Dane Cook is when he had that when he did when he did the uh, WTF with Mark Marin mm-hmm. and he told the story of like like he knew that marketing was a big deal and he got that from his dad and he said my dad used to say and he quoted his dad saying nothing draws a crowd more than a crowd and it's fucking like immediately like if you know what he's talking about you know what he's talking about like that is the most truest shit ever like you just need a spectacle for people to be like, what the fuck is happening over there? Yeah. And then that gets more like that right there will get more people. There's a whole TED talk again, and it's again, it's like that Bill Bur- Bill Burbit about the first follower. The, right. That it's not about like the any good visionary anybody can like have a have the. There's a million people you've never heard about because they couldn't get that first follower. Once someone, it's like um, I remember Godfrey had this bit about. Like if you see a guy alone at a bar, he's like, oh, this fucking creep. And then the second his like girl was in the bathroom or something and comes up to him and then it's like, oh, look, hey, hi. You know, like because right, 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 someone right. vouched for him. Correct. Like there's someone was willing is willing to be with him. Then he's good. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. And it's, it's the same thing about like about if you can get like a good lieutenant, like like, you know, what I mean, like that, yeah, that. Yeah. That is the one that like, hey, this is great. You know, like someone someone who's like like hypes you up genuinely right, right. that's like invaluable the that first follower is like joey coco diaz joey diaz has a great it's now being used as a motivational in these like motivational reels <laughs> these workout oh, really? reels. the voiceover of joey diaz saying like you don't need a whole army you just need three bad motherfuckers yeah three bad motherfuckers could take over a fucking country you just need three bad motherfuckers to be with you and ride with you and fucking do whatever you need you don't need a whole fucking army you don't need all these followers you need three bad motherfuckers and it's like i get the sentiment i'm fucking with him yeah. it's just a little weird when he goes you could take over a country I'm like hey we all have our own goals uh january 6th take it easy uh um so uh so that's what i but i agree with what he's saying like you don't it's not about how many people you have. It's about the right people you have. I get that, you know, but that, the, the whole Dane Cook thing, I thought it was great. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing draws a crowd more than a crowd. I thought it was fantastic. That is. Uh, yeah. Do we, uh, did we talk about everything on the, on the, we did not. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to, I, I feel like sad because, uh, the goodest boy, Oh, uh, the goodest boy. we so, got to talk about, well, let me, let me just read it. Um, we have snip snap, Oh, fuck, I lost it. Snip, snap, I was having a blast. Um, (laughs) Snip, snap, the untold Manti Teo documentary. Documentary. We we didn't talk about that. Did you watch that? No. 
Okay, so um, Untold, Untold is a docu-series on Netflix, and it's all about sports, but different stories in sports. And the first one, I believe, was about the melee uh, in the palace, the fucking Detroit Pistons. Uh, yeah, with our run our test. Uh, yeah, with Metal World Peace. Yeah, yeah, Metal World Peace. So the I've, I've, I've watched these documentaries. They are fucking phenomenal, right? right? So now the newest one to be released is the, Mon- the Monte Teo story. It's a two-porter. Monte Teo's Fake Dead Girlfriend. Fake dead girlfriend, the whole thing, the whole fake dead girlfriend thing. It's like, it was fucking brutal, dude. Like I, 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 my heart goes out to that guy. We like you got to watch that documentary. I, I kind of want to be just, just because like there was never a resolution to the story. Like it, it kind of fell away because everyone was just like, ugh, this is. Dude, you got to watch that. I know, I know. The fucking twist, no pun intended. <sighs> the twist that's gonna and you go, you find out the twist within the first five minutes of the first episode, and you go, sure. what the well, fuck? I knew. You're like, yeah. that happened? That was a thing. Like, you didn't even know that that was a fucking thing. Like, it, it was fucking crazy. And then one of the things that I loved about it is that the people who re- who leaked the true story, who, like, actually did the investigative report, it was Deadspin. And their whole reasoning for leaking it was they were saying, ha-ha, look at ESPN and look at all these legitimate news people, quote-unquote legitimate fucking news, uh, that couldn't figure this out and we at deadspin that had six employees right figured right. it out they weren't doing it to make fun of manti tail they weren't doing it they were just like look how fucking bad at reporting espn is let's let's fucking put pie in their face and the media b- with the animal turned it to make it be like is manti tail gay and you're like what the fuck they were like the people who released it were like what that's I, this story was not supposed to be interpreted yeah. this way. It was not meant to be interpreted this way. It's like this story brings up this art, this Deadspin article brings up a good point. Is he in on it? And like, what? That's not that was never yeah, a convention. That was, that never, was the way that they could defend themselves from yeah, not knowing yeah. would be like, well, he might be in on it. And yeah. it's like so he's, no, there's no he, new angle. You're making it up. Yeah, yeah, he's hiding he the fact that he's gay. He's like, what? Why is he hiding the fact? What are you talking about? How did that? Did you read the Deadspin article? Yeah, That's not yeah, yeah. at all was mentioned in that. Like, what are you talking? So, like, it was very interesting. I also feel bad we're because now, like, we're now a decade removed, so it, it's very interesting. Or, or seven years, removed. it's now very interesting to be able to look back and be like, "Oh, it's that's what I'm having now." He with had the a promising career too, then. That's, like, that's not what I had. That's not what I have now going on with myself with the Will Smith thing. Is like, man, we really fucking overreacted to that shit. Yeah. You know, like it was like, wow, we really. It's like, all right. But yeah, we overreact to a lot of shit. Oh, the Manti Teo documentary. Yeah, uh, Snip Snap Untold the Manti Teo doc. And thank you, Baloo. Oh, Baloo. So, so my dog passed away last. We had to put my dog down. Yeah. Uh, last week, and it was brutal because, I mean, for multiple reasons, it was it was very difficult for us. But I wasn't home. I wasn't. I was on the road. Shit. So Vanessa had to do this on her own, and it was very. It was, and the kids were in North Carolina with their grandparents visiting their grandparents. So like it like on multiple levels, it, it, it really destroyed us on multiple levels. Personally, I could say that it was very difficult for me, not just because he was my dog and my friend and I like adored this fucking animal, but the fact that I wasn't there for him at the end. Right. Like, the I end, wasn't yeah. there for him the last week of his life, much less the last day of his life. I wasn't there for my wife who had to go through this by herself. I wasn't there for my kids when my kids found out. Like I wasn't like it was a lot of like yeah. Very much stuff on the road as a comedian, and it it really did. Like this is the this is the first time it's it happened last 
the twelfth, which is uh, Thursday, I believe. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, it happened on the eleventh. So it happened on, uh, on the eleventh, and we're now a week, seven days removed, and this is the first time I'm able to talk about it without breaking yeah. down. I've been, it's been very difficult for me, uh, and it's been very. I knew, like, I, because I'm a wuss and I cry a lot, anyways, at movies and whatever the fuck, at commercials. Uh, uh, but if anything, I, we've proven that we're not psychopaths on the show because yeah. we have emotions. <laughs> but I, I very much knew that it was going to be like you know, because when you get a dog, you know that there's going to be a time where the dog, is, yeah. you know, you outlive your dog. That that's the majority of the time. That's a sad yeah. fact. Even when you get a puppy, you know, there's that joke where you get a puppy. You're like, great, now I'm gonna have to fucking see this thing die. Like it's like right, right, right. It's a very, it's a I, very can't, I can't wait to be miserable in a, in a right. decade. It's like, uh, I, you know, I made this joke to to Missy. It's like I like one day when I'm ready to get another dog, I'm going to make I'm going to use that Michael Scott quote. He's like, no doubt about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. Yeah. Um, like that's yeah. that's you know, what I mean, so I've been I've been it, it's hit me a lot harder than it than I would. But, you know, he was a good I just love that dog, man. Yeah. I just like it. he's part of the family. My, look, my my brother just recently had to put uh, down his his or their that family dog sasha that he got went before like that dog was it was a uh due you know it was time you know like it was it was able to be processed and and that why and and that's one of the things where it was like they were able to say goodbye you know she was like when i be a heat you know she was yeah, 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 yeah. and then they were but but it was it's still damaging but like i can understand that it's you're coming home to a different space without right. you know and and it and it is hard and and you should be allowed to take your time and figure it out and and you know it i cannot stand when people diminish like the death of a pet as right. well it's not like it's one of your kids right. i'm always like okay now i know something about you right and who you are as a person that will well, inform that, how that i think about you me, later what that would tell me is that they've that person has never had a, a pet in yeah. their adult life like that's what that would tell me about them. I don't judge them. I don't be like, oh fuck you. I go, oh you haven't had a pet because there's you know what I mean. Like it's okay. one of those things where you go, oh, so you have you don't have this. You don't have you haven't had a pet in yeah. as as an adult. Like that that's what that immediately tells me. Don Gray, going back to my friend comedian Don Gray, he said, you know, I've never been a dog person. I've always liked dogs and respected dogs, but I never had one as a pet. I just now at forty eight years old became a pet owner because he, the girl that he's now engaged with has she had a dog in like they already like when he met her she had a dog so now that he moved in with her a year ago he's like so now at 48 i'm now for the first time in my life i get it now like he literally told me this the day after baloo passed away he said Mm -hmm. i he's like you know i totally get it now like i would not have understood it uh, a year ago but i get it now and it's not until you have a pet that you get and i I put that disclaimer in the post. And by the way, uh, I know this is not tooting my own horn on it. Like that, I just want to express how m- the level of my, you know how you people go, I knew I was hurt when, or I knew that I was going to, you know, I knew that it was a bigger deal to me than I even I anticipated it to be because I always knew it was going to be a big deal, but I knew it was a bigger deal than even I anticipated it when somebody commented today on my Instagram and I got an alert on that post and they saw me on last on, la- on the cruise that I was on last week. And they said, you know, I was on the cruise that you, 
that this happened five days ago and blah, 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 blah. And I noticed this is the last, I haven't posted anything. And I just haven't wanted to post anything. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like in my, own, and that's what made me realize it's kind of like that, you know. And again, this is a situation where it's not PC anymore. You remember that, that whole forty year virgin? Like, you know how I know you're gay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how I know you're sad. You, you know how I know I'm sad. I haven't posted anything on Instagram in a week. Like that's yeah, been, yeah, yeah. that's a big deal for me to not post. After something. all the struggle you went through to get that fucking account back, <laughs> I, I just I've been in a, and then today was the first time that I could say that I haven't cried in a week. And it's mm. because mostly because it's my, it was my kid's first day of school. Mm. And so I had that other stuff, other stuff to think about. I don't want to say distraction, but other stuff, permanent, more important Not stuff in mind, you know, distraction, to to- distraction is a powerful thing. Even if you yeah. know it's a distraction, it's still a powerful thing. And hey, the, man, the vasectomy, I had the worst day, because the the day of the yeah vasectomy, they chopped was, your nuts. Of course, it was the, bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the first day, the day of my vasectomy was the first day that I came back. The, my first full day at home, mm. and it was the day that the vet had told us that dogs get picked up on Mondays to take to get cremated. So I knew, even though they told us that the Wednesday before, I know it's Monday. Like that's information, you know, one information can be taken back. I already know the information. Yeah, I know yeah. that Mondays is a day that my dog got taken to be, you know, You're aware. And, to, and so I was aware and I was hyper aware. And it wasn't until I'm having a conversation with, and I was still sad while I'm in the waiting room, getting passed on an audition to, right. You know I mean? yeah. Like that's something that should have brought me a lot more joy than it did. And in my mind, I was like, "Oh, this is good news." But that's it. That's what I was. I was like, "Oh, this is good news." I wasn't like stoked. Yeah. I wasn't like because, and it wasn't until my balls started getting chopped off that I was like, mm-hmm. eh, "This is a good distraction." <laughs> this is a good distraction. Where and, you're like, you're like to the universe. You're like, I get it. I'm just trapped, focused on something all else. Right, Thank but, you. All right. I didn't. But you know what? I could honestly say, from five thirty in the afternoon on Monday through the rest of that day, I didn't cry that day. Mm. You know, like that was not like for a, that. Like that. No, not no. After that, like I was like, I didn't. I was like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. like, it's there's more. I get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then there's a there's a, a friend of mine who's a comedian, and I'm not gonna mention his name only because even though he publicly posted this, it still feels so fucking hard for me to like. I don't. Want, this is it's kind of one of those like this is his news type of deal. I don't want right, to. You know right. what I mean? But he's a good friend of mine, and he's a comedian. And on top of the fact that he's super funny, he is the one of the nicest people I've ever hung out with. His grown son got into a motorcycle accident on, I believe, Sunday after oh, brunch. Shit. And he posted this on Instagram, posted a story. All he did was post a picture of him and his son. And it said, my son um, got in a motorcycle accident after brunch yesterday afternoon. Fuck. And he did not survive his injuries. Like, that's the way he worded it. And I had to reread that fucking four or five times to be like, wait, what? What, what am I what am I reading here? Because this is not seen. And he's like, my son. And then when he said that, you know what I mean? Again, perspective. It's okay to love your dog. It's okay to miss your dog. It's okay to cry over your dog. I've fucking cried over my dog for a week now. But when I saw that my friend, somebody I knew, is going through that loss, I was like, oh, no. Like, that's unbearable. That's like... I was like, oh, I can't even. I mean, I, I reached out to my text, but what do you say to that, man? You know, like, yeah. Well, there's only thing that you that you can. I'm here. 
Yeah, know? that's what I said. I'm like, hey, man, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sending my love to you. Positive vibes and all that jazz. But I was like, I, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it's yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, you, you have to. It's like, I'm here to help in however I can help. And yeah. just let me know. I'll do what so I can. That is like the whole this whole week has been, and then my friend's a cop, and I don't know if you guys know about the Miami Dade situation. There was a cop that was shot in the head two days ago, like all this shit. Like, so I'm, you know, I was like, wow, there's a lot of fucking heaviness going on. And but a lot of it put things in perspective to me. It was like, dude, you you had your friend for 13 years, mm-hmm. you know, it was his time to go. And you know, I, again, logically, I always knew this. This was never like, oh, why is he going? It's like, dude, he had this is his time. I will tell you, as someone who has been as a career around death a lot like right. it's not i don't i don't know if i'm desensitized or if i'm ever like it doesn't really impact me but i've seen it third hand you know like from as right. a as a perspective as, as a as a like a like a, as a viewer yeah as a spectator right? right like i'm just watching it go down i have zero skin in the game and i've seen that go down a million times i've also seen i had been there for personal people like personal people i know friends and people who have lost people and I think that to say that there's a through line of inevitability, like, and this too shall pass, yeah. you know, for everything has, has made things like, like you put things in perspective and then all it leaves me with whenever I think about this sort of thing is about like, well, positive, like there were positives. Their life is not only the end. You know what I mean? So like there's, there's, there's ways to, to, to kind of shore up all of the darkness with the put with the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, Oh, you know, 13 years, long time for, 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 for certain animals. And what a beautiful thing I had. I've always been lucky that my pets have lived long where we get the choice. We have the opportunity to kind of control that. And to say that, you know, like, the 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 times that you you know like you weren't there for the end but you were there for the beginning you were there right. for the middle you know like and that right. that is what was the point you know right. like that's the point the middle yeah no i i it, all, logically everything logically and and emotionally are, are separated you know they're it's, 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 inevitably it's yeah of course no, I, I, no, I totally no get i totally get you know um my wife had the uh, opposite perspective where she was very distraught because she was there. She right. and she felt that she did it. She was like, I'm sorry. She like kept saying, I'm sorry. And I'm like, he he was there. Like you, like the fact that you were that he loved you and he got to feel your love at the very end. I was like, that to me is a big deal. Like that's a win. I'm like, that's a win. I'm like, and I told her, I go, I'm simultaneously happy for you and jealous of you. Mm. And you got to be there at that moment yeah. and I, I couldn't I, I wasn't able to be of there yet but i get it man i get it like and to I, her I, to I, her I, I would say the same thing that like the positive even in that moment the positives exist you know that 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 was a I, and i'm not saying it to to diminish it's like the 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 perspective if you just zoom out a little bit because very easy to to like get like in your head but if you zoom out just a little bit you know what a privilege to be there you know to have that's what i said part of the process yeah yeah, that's i said that's what i said i was like you had the privilege of being there yeah he felt you at the end like that was awesome like i think that's an amazing thing there's that thing that makes me cry every time where it's like um we're to uh, to to dogs we're like 
elves that live like 500 years like that like you know like there are generations <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like, so like i haven't read that quote but it's such a like it's all funny because yeah like wow these yeah people, yeah and it's yeah. like that's why like there's like family like dogs that's the like are shorter lived and so to 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 us they we're you know they're shorter lived or whatever but to, to them we're like these long everlasting figures and that's you know so it's like a kind of it's kind of like an interesting perspective of like well that's why they have you know family lines that will come the you know, lady's going to be part of it and then you know if you get a if you have, if you decide to get another dog in the future my oh, brother I, and his my brother and his family got another little doggy and they're going to be uh taking care of that one and it's going to be like passed down the line you know like right. it, it's it's a generational thing yeah. I've always said that I've always, you know, even years for years now, I've been telling my wife, cause you know, cause dogs are fucking, I mean, again, they're, 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 you know, destructive and they're like, and then they're a hassle and then, and, and, and it's like, oh my God, this fucking, uh, how much food I got to pick up a shit and all that stuff. And then, and then they're not there and you're like, oh my God, I fucking missed that so much. Right. And, um, I, but I've said this to my wife multiple times throughout the years i said you know when we're complaining when either one of us are complaining about the dog hair and about oh my god and the vet bill and all this mm -hmm. stuff there i've in the middle while i'm complaining i've said i'm never gonna not have a dog yeah like, that's never gonna not happen because the because what the benefits far outweigh all this other bullshit like yeah mm -hmm. like we literally have a vet bill right now from from two weeks before blue passed away we had there was a, a vet bill, like a very hefty one. Again, hefty for us, for Chappelle. He, you know, he, he, had right. uh, but again, so it's like, uh, but that's like, I, I looked at the bill today and I was like, I would pay three times as much as I would pay yeah. out of it if I could just have him back, but I can't, I get it. I, right. I, I, yeah. I but um, there's a good in, in the spirit of that. There's a poem that I saw in a movie be read because that's how I get any kind of literature is from mm -hmm. a movie. When somebody in a movie's yeah, you didn't read it yourself what do you yeah. yeah when somebody in a when a character in a movie is well educated that's how i get my fucking that's how i get my rocks off. i sound smart because i repeated a movie quote right but there is a there's a uh 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 um poem a poem by ee e. cummings called i carry your heart in my heart and it's fucking like just like immediately what i thought of when blue passed away i'm like um yeah, there's yeah. always going to be a part of you that carries like what you were saying like yeah. from dog to dog no matter how many dogs you have you, you're always going to there's always going to be a part of him or them yeah. with him. i think it's, it's a they're, beautiful they're thing. a part of your life you know that's that is what it is and technically we're 280 years old in dog yeah. years yeah so you know it's funny. so that's another quote that's super cheesy but it's so true it's like you know to a, to to you the dog is a part of your life but to a dog, you are their whole life. Right. And so, I, even now, I'm like, it's cheesy, right? <laughs> you're like, what? What a dub? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like, it's so yeah, fucking yeah. brutal. Well, yeah, but you're allowed to. It's you're allowed uh, to do that. According yeah. to Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage, I've cried a thousand times and oh my God, a thousand so that more. fucking video popped up on my feet the day after Baloo died. And I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't, so I... Whenever I go to the gym, whenever I go to the gym, I'm fucking, you know, I, to make myself accountable, whatever, I fucking post the shit, the stories on my Instagram. and yeah. like, hey, guys, put in the work, blah, 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 bullshit. And hashtag, like, hashtag, hashtag. I, I literally <laughs> made a story. Where I was like, so guys, I, you know, I didn't even want to be here. <laughs> it's like, I'm like fucking sweaty. I'm like, I needed the endorphins. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Ooh, Jim Carrey yeah. when he's like, 
And then, like, the next day, I see the fucking, the next day, I see the, the Macho Man. That video came up the yeah. day after. I was like, right? Right, Macho? Right, Macho? You cry, cry a thousand? Because you, you sold the eagles and crawled with the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what if you were like holding it all together and then that's the one that breaks yeah. you or you're like, one, like, I was like why is Mary crying at randy macho man <laughs> savage what the fuck <laughs> so it's, let's go talk to him that's actually my friend that's where actually my friend don texted me he goes hey man you're right like he saw my story before he saw the post about baloo he saw my story he's like dude are you all right like you fucking like he's like reached out to me like I'm like I'm not, but I will be. Like that's that was a, that was another one I was in. But yeah, man. all right. Well, you were you know long live uh, Baloo. Long, long may he reign. Uh, and in the spirit of that phrasing, uh, I because I am a cheesy guy. I literally have created a uh, T-shirt with Baloo on it that I you know, and I just I just created it so I could purchase it. Yeah, but it's now available on T Public. But it's yeah, one of those so things where I'm like, I literally need to do this, and I fucking and it's him with a crown and the whole fucking thing. And I was like, oh, he's regal. Me, that's an inside thing that me and uh, Missy used to say about because we talked about how gray hair on women, like why is it you oh, know yeah. Like, Gray hair on women is not good, but gray hair on men makes you look more distinguished. Now, like, oh look, Baloo has gray hair. You're right; it does make him look distinguished. And we just we laughed about that for like the last three or four years. And so now he we called him a distinguished regal old man. He, I, I'm telling you, like you get to experience life on a small scale. It's so it's so such a like a like an interesting and wonderful thing to be a part of. It's a microcosm. Yeah, yeah, of like, a, yeah they're a little universe, man. Yeah. That's it. Baloo's a little universe. Baloo's a little universe. All right, man. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, check out the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network that include, but are not limited to, uh, Better Let Me Tell You, uh, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez, Cramacopia with Jeff and Q, uh, Kick Flicks. Uh, coming back, baby. We're taking a little bit of a, of, 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 of a break, but we are yeah. coming back. Uh, and that's the podcast that we talked about at the beginning of this one. <laughs> we're at the Martial Arts Movie Podcast with uh, Mike, myself, and Jeff. And uh, we're going to, the next movie we're doing is uh, Gladiator, the Cuba Gooding Jr. Gladiator. Yeah. Not that Gladiator, the other Gladiator. Not, yeah, not the Gladiator, but. <laughs> I'm, oh, by the way, I'm duplicating that joke. If you hear that joke on Kickflix, don't be like, "Oh, this motherfucker again!" Damn. Fucking well rehearsed bit. Um, and be, it's like the MCU. There's like a reference. Oh, there's a uh, reference. Ah, I got it. Like the Leonardo DiCaprio scene. And, uh, there he goes. Uh, <laughs> such a good fucking thing. Love it, man. All right, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, go to Geekbro.net. Check out the other podcasts on the Geekbro Network. That's Geekbro.net. Thank you very much. We love you. Peace out.